Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with another episode. This week, we talked about the new Spider-Man leaks. There were some Lego sets that got leaked, new action figures. We got a bit of information about the movie. We talked about the whole uh, Free Britney thing and how that's just kind of turned into a weird situation. Uh, we talked about the new Switch. New Switch just dropped, and it's uh, it's just kind of there. Then we talked about this week's movie pick of the week, Jaws. And next week, we're going to be talking about Black Widow, the new Marvel movie. So yeah, uh, subscribe so you don't miss that. And uh, yeah, stick around. We got a great show for you. Oh, also timestamps are listed out in the description. So if you want to skip a topic or if you just can't wait to get to a certain topic, uh, that's all listed out down below. Really, we don't mind to download the download. But uh, anyway, with all that out of the way, let's just jump into it. So I heard that Jared got like really drunk last night or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was his 21st birthday. And, and now he owns, he owns a, he owns a piece of Scotland now. Yeah. He's, he's technically a Lord. He's a Lord and an ordained minister. I'm keeping this, you know, I'm keeping this in the show. I don't know if you're recording yet. If not, I'll just use the Craig recording. But I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. recording. Okay, good. All right, I'm keeping this in the show. Congratulations. Shout out to uh, Lo- Father, Lord Father J- Jerry Mafoofs for his, his new title and uh, legal uh, ability to drink. I guess you could say he got a stat upgrade so he can now <laughs> uh, uh, legally consume alcohol. He, ha- he has Poison Resistance 1. <laughs> poison Resistance 1 and Kidney Failure 2. <laughs> so anyway do you have the show notes up yep ready to go yep so uh the first uh news minute story there were uh some toy leaks for the new spider-man movie spider-man no way home the first one that i saw is a lego set uh it's it appears to be inside the sanctum sanctorum which is like dr strange's shag pad and it has uh, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man in what appears to be a new suit, one of the new suits that got leaked. It has MJ and Wong uh, as uh, additional characters in the set. And so, yeah, it shows the first new suit that got leaked. It's pretty predictable that there would be a new suit in the movie. Uh, Spider-Man movies at this point are just excuses to sell action figures. Uh, But speaking of that, there are actually new action figures that got um, that also got leaked. I don't know if this was if these were officially published or if it's an actual leak. But yeah, that's the I like uh, the new suit. It's different. I I don't mind it. It basically just seems to be a rehash of the Iron Spider. And I'll have links to uh, what we're looking at in the description. But yeah, so there's what appears to be an Iron Spider clone like updated suit kind of thing i'm curious to see if it's like actually if it has the same like functions as the iron spider because that does have um you know it's it's like heightened kind of like it's not just a regular like cloth suit with tech in it it's like an it's like a full-on like iron man suit basically Mm, but i gotcha uh, i do remember seeing it has like the the arms that extend out of the iron spider suit so it does appear that that's what they're going for but there's also a second suit that got leaked, and I am not as impressed by this one. So it's a black base. It still has the webbing, and it has 
what looks like gold webbing and red fingers. And hmm. uh I I don't get it. Yeah. I don't I don't understand like it maybe it's like a stealth suit or something. I don't know, but it it just I don't know. The I think the gold webbing is what really kind of doesn't do it for me. Yeah. If it was like if it was like white or like silver webbing, then it would be kind of like uh like a venom homage or something. But I don't know, it just looks it looks weird. It looks like a like an off-brand Spider-Man. It looks like something that you would see as like bootleg merchandise. But yeah, also in this same post we see a new Doctor Strange figure and the first action figure for uh the MCU's J. Jonah Jameson. Uh so that's that one that one's going on my shelf. J. Jonah Jameson yelling uh for pictures of Spider-Man. And then another leak we got a look at a uh, one of the pop figures from the movie, one of the Funko Pops, and it is the uh, the Iron Spider suit that we talked about earlier. But it appears to have some like Doctor Strange style, like like uh, you know how he has like the like the energy circle things, like the 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 yeah. runes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it looks like somehow Doctor Strange is going to help Peter build a new suit, uh, kind of like you know, how he built a new suit in far from home. Uh, but this one will be imbued somehow with like some kind of magic. Uh, I, so I have, you know, really no idea how that's going to play out, but I am excited for it. And of course, Toby, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield have been heavily speculated to be in the movie. Uh, there's, you know, there's been evidence here and there that they're going to be in it. But so far, no real solid proof for it yet outside of like, you know, leaks uh, like like Marvel insiders, like people that are generally trusted, like people that leaked like the endgame plot and got it right. Like that, that level of like insider leaking. But yeah, this is a a recent development. Someone who uh, appears to be a reliable source says that uh, when Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, the two previous Spider-Man actors, show up, they'll basically become, like, co-leads along with Tom Holland. So I'm excited for that. Um, still don't know how they're going to balance the whole everyone knows that Peter is Spider-Man, you know, with the whole, like, multi m- multiverse thing and, you know, bringing back old characters and all that. Yeah, like like I've said before, it's shaping up to like not be good. Like it's shaping up to be on the level of like like a really ambitious fan fiction. But I do have hope that the Marvel writers will like know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um hold on, I'm trying to find I wrote a note about Doctor Strange carrying a shovel in one of the things. What was it in? Anyway, I Guess I forgot to link this, but I also saw uh, a leak with the uh, the Funko Pop for Doctor Strange in the movie, in what appeared to be just normal like street clothes and the his his levitation cloak, and he's carrying a shovel. So that's ominous. Hmm. Why is he carrying a shovel? Uh, and who is he digging up? Maybe we'll get an Iron Man corpse cameo. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe they're going to do a, a recreation of the scene in the Snyder Cut when they dig up the dead body of Superman. 
But yeah, I'm I'm hoping for an Iron Man corpse cameo. I don't know about you. I don't know about the audience, but that's what I'm betting on. And uh, we'll we'll see if I was right. In uh, when is it coming out? It's coming out in oh December of this year. Okay, so yeah, we'll find out in counting out the m- months. We're in the s- seventh month. My math skills have slipped significantly since I graduated <laughs> in five months. In in five months, we will find out if I'm right. Uh, next news story. We said hashtag free Britney, but what we got was hashtag free Cosby. Um, so yeah, Bill Cosby got, he didn't get acquitted. Like he's guilty. We know he's guilty, but he got released basically on a technicality so yeah he got off on a technicality which i guess is better than getting off on unconscious women which is what he normally does oh so, dude <laughs> in 2000 in 2005 oh my god uh, he, in 2005 there was a civil case against him and he confessed in that case under a non-prosecution agreement uh so they weren't able to use that in a future criminal case against him, which they ended up doing. The The police ended up using his confession in that case as evidence when there were actual criminal charges filed against him. And uh, yeah, so in like case by case, like I, I don't want the police going back on their word. However, they're going to do it anyway. The police always like they're, they're even allowed to use like I forget what exactly the terminology is, but they're basically allowed to lie and do whatever they like, say whatever they have to say to get a confession or whatever, you know, from uh, from someone that they're trying to convict. So it's weird that in this particular case, you know, the the honor of the legal system is being held up so rigidly when if it was if it wasn't bill cosby and it was just some regular person who like got in trouble for smoking weed they would do anything in their power they would you know lie their way to a conviction to get that person put away for life but since it's someone with money and power suddenly they're so worried about constitutional rights right like if you're going to draw the line somewhere, don't draw it there. Draw the line at no, we won't violate people's civil liberties or no, we will. I don't want them to do that. But like, I don't just, I guess my point at the end of this is um, don't let rapists be free. I know that's bold of me to say, <laughs> it's it, it's a message it's a message it's a right. message <laughs> it's not about winning it's about sending a message <laughs> um so yeah anyway yeah so the universe said free bill cosby while everyone else was saying free britney and um i i firmly believe that the free britney movement has merged us with a weirder timeline one where bill cosby is free and matt gates is doing the right thing because Matt Gates, known pedophile and child trafficker and congressman, invited Britney Spears to testify in front of Congress. So 
I'll give a quick recap. Basically, Britney Spears for the past over like over the past decade has been under a conservatorship where basically her father owns her life. He owns like he he manages all of her finances and it was put in place in basically a sham of a trial. Like the the hearing that uh, resulted in the conservatorship lasted like 10 minutes, I think. So it's a it's a sham of a thing. She's basically being cheated out of her earnings. Mm-hmm. And now there's a lot of people saying that she shouldn't be under that conservatorship because it's really res- restricting her freedom. So yeah, Matt Gates of all people is inviting Brittany to testify in front of Congress and talk about, you know, the abuse that she's experienced from her father and you know how it's it's not right that she's not allowed to have her freedoms and my takeaway is that like i get he's trying to do damage control you know from the whole known for being a child trafficker pedophile well being in congress thing but this like this is just a weirdly specific issue to base your comeback on like about i guess he he had to pick something that is like popular enough that it would get people on his side, which it won't. He's still a pedophile child trafficker. Um, but yeah, he picked the, the issue that's the most popular that he has to risk the least for. So yeah, remember whenever a politician runs on like cultural, like social issues like this, uh, don't trust him. Even if it's not Matt Gates, it's someone with something to hide. If if that's like their one thing that they go for, and I don't want to like talk about it, but Ben Shapiro did have a take that was uh, nuclear cringe. I I'll link the uh, I'll link the Hasanabi reaction to it because it's it's a good watch. Hassan's funny, and uh, Ben Shapiro it, it, it's always fun watching Ben Shapiro be uh, uh, a weirdo idiot. So yeah, uh, link in description for that. Uh, in 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 short, in conclusion, uh, free Britney and unfree Bill Cosby. All right, next story, and this is uh, the most exciting thing that happened this week in my life. The new Switch just dropped, and it's all right. It it's there. It exists. Yeah, just like the one kid in the back of the class. He's just there. Yeah, it's it it's. So it's uh, a new Switch model, not the Switch Pro. It's the Switch OLED edition. It's going to be $350 coming out October 8th, and you wrote the same day as Metroid Dread. Um, It has an OLED screen. It's bigger. The current Switch is uh, 6.2 inches. The screen is 6.2 inches, and the new one is going to be 7 inches, and it is going to be OLED, so so there's going to be deeper... Uh, black levels and but uh, also a possibility of burning yeah well burning was definitely an issue on early oled screens i my phone has an oled screen and i haven't noticed burning with it and i've had it for over a year at this point and uh, i haven't had any issues with burning i don't know when exactly it's supposed to like set in um i have a pixel 3a and my old phone, the original Pixel, it did have pretty heavy burn-in. Uh, it was an older model. I got it pre-owned. So there was pretty bad burn-in on that. I haven't noticed burn-in on my new phone. 
So I think they've improved it quite a bit, but still it's, it's a possibility. I guess educate yourself on that. If it's something you're worried about uh, before buying the new model, if you're going to. Yeah. And you know, what a weird, what a weird name to call it. Just the switch OLED, because there's people who don't know what the hell an OLED screen is. Yeah, they probably like, think is that is that a new like character? I saw, right, right. Or like, yeah, they people had to go look it up what OLED meant. I saw some replies to a Nintendo's original tweet OLED. Like, Isn't that like no the idea. name of Link's sword or something? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a weird it's a weird um thing to announce when everyone's been pressuring Nintendo to release a Switch Pro with updated specs. But anyway, I'll get into more about that in a second. There's a new dock. It has an Ethernet port now, which is nice, I guess. But that Ethernet port takes up uh, one of the USB ports on the current dock. So, yeah, so now there's only two USB ports. So that kind of messes things up a little bit because for my setup, I have a pro controller and I use that wirelessly. And if I'm playing with more people, if like if I'm having people over or something, I have three wired controllers that I use uh, along with my uh, pro controller. And you can't do that with the new dock. You can only have two uh, USB uh, devices plugged into it. So I guess you'll need like a hub. Yeah, even if a, even if a hub will even work. Personally, I just, you know, use the the GameCube controller adapter and then... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can do that too, but it doesn't work. It it, it works with all of the games, but the it GameCube controller, everything. the GameCube controller doesn't translate very well to some games. Yeah, but you know, for most games, it works decent. Smash it works great. Mario Kart's pretty good. Um, oh yeah, Mario it's Odyssey made for Smash. is I think okay. Um, I don't think you can use it for Breath of the Wild because one of the buttons that you need for the game just isn't on the GameCube controller. I you think know, I, have to, I think ZL isn't on it, isn't on mm, the GameCube controller. Uh, yes, correct. Only ZR is. Yeah, so you can't like aim like if you're using like a bow because you need that button for that. <laughs> no aiming, just shoot it. <laughs> Good luck. I, I haven't played Breath of the Wild yet. I need to play Breath of the Wild eventually. I have the Wii U version. Yeah, but yeah, so they sacrificed the rear USB port for the Ethernet port, and like, I guess. Someone must have been asking for this. You could already get an adapter for Ethernet on the Switch. I mean, but I don't that even... did take up a USB port. It did, yeah. But I mean, with like adding Ethernet to the Switch, like, does it really make that much of a difference? Because Nintendo's online services aren't that good to begin with, right? So at this point, you're just kind of polishing a turd, you know? Because it's like the servers are still buggy. But I guess, in theory, you have less latency. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, the new dock, uh, this is just something that I noticed. It looks like Windows 11. Like, the dock, <laughs> the has, it, it has the rounded corners. It's, uh, it's white now. It just, it looks like, uh, it looks like it was designed uh, by the same, you know, whoever made Windows 11. Microsoft made Windows 11. Yeah, I meant I meant like whoever like <laughs> made the I I know Microsoft did, but like whatever like person made the decisions for it. Ah, uh, okay. No, right, if Microsoft right, made a Switch dock, <laughs> I mean, it would either be great or they'd fuck it up 
it either it would either be like uh it would either be like a pc or it'd be like a windows phone you never know with microsoft well i mean even with pcs they can still fuck it up yeah windows 8 windows vista windows 2000 i'm hearing windows 11 is like not where it needs to be no in terms of like polish it's going to suck it's going to suck because only certain processors are allowed to run it and you need to have that yeah. stupid TPM 2.0. So it's by the way, I, I, this, this speaking of that, I want to, I want to address speaking of the TPM, uh, uh, chip. I mentioned the first time we talked about it, like, Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's weird that it's a requirement. Cause it would be one thing if it was already on like newer hardware. I'm, I've been hearing that, like newer motherboards from like the past five years or so have TPM, uh, have TPM chips on them. You just need to enable it in the UEFI. Uh, no, that's not correct. They have slots on them. Like if you're talking about PC motherboards, they have slots on them, but they don't actually have chips. I'm pretty sure you actually have to buy a chip and insert it and then enable it in the BIOS. I mean, I guess I'll I I've been I've been hearing that my BIOS I've been later. hearing that um. I've been hearing that newer systems like it it's it's been a requirement for OEM manufacturers for for a while now Especially and on like DIY systems. Yeah, and on DIY systems it's there, it's just disabled by default. So like if if I'm correct about that, I I don't want people listening to our initial coverage of it and being like, "Oh, you fucking idiot, you didn't know that they were right there the whole time." Like I I realize now and I have punished myself accordingly for my transgressions. So anyway, yeah, the new Switch dock, uh, it's got sleek rounded corners and one less USB port pr- progressing ever so sideways. <laughs> so yeah, this new dock can be used with the original Switch. So if you get the new one, the docks are interchangeable. It doesn't really matter. And uh, another thing that they announced in the in their in the in the announcement video is it has quote-unquote enhanced audio which probably just means there's more bass it may that's just be usually, better drivers yeah that's always nice better audio there's more storage double the storage which sounds impressive when you realize double just means more than 32 gigabytes it, they went from 32 to 64 gigabytes of storage which is still not enough. I just, it's ridiculous that they're still using so little storage for the Switch at this point. Like, if if you if you don't buy physical, you buy all digital, or if you buy some physical, some digital, you're gonna need a, a micro SD card. You're basically required to buy one if you want to own digital games, and you don't want to only have like one installed at a time, or if you just want to install like even just one particularly large game, you're going to need a micro a micro SD card. Like Rocket League is like 15 gigs on Switch. Yeah. Yeah, so you're I, you're still going to need a micro SD card. I know that Apex Legends is massive on Switch. I got to look up see how big it is. I mean, I personally uh well, I don't know what it is cuz I'd have to pop it out of my Switch and if I do, my Switch has a hissy fit about it. I think I have like a 128 and I got it for like six or seven dollars. It's it's not that big of a deal, but you know. Yeah, I yes, that's that's a pretty good price for that capacity. Like I I realize like 
prices for micro SD cards have gone down quite a bit. I just haven't bought one in like years. The last time I bought one was actually for my Switch. I got I I believe it was a 128 gigabyte card and it was probably it was probably over $50 at that point. Yeah, Apex Legends is 23 gigabytes. So on the base Nintendo Switch, you would be able to install it, but you wouldn't be able to install probably nothing else besides Apex on their Switch. Yeah. See here. They they got to do better. It's there's no way it's that expensive to add more storage. I feel like like 128 is like that should be the minimum for um for a new release like uh for a new hardware release yeah overall i think this announcement is just kind of underwhelming because we've been asking for a switch pro for years now the original switch came out in 2017 and this new one that's coming out four years later 2021 has no new processor it's still using the processor that was outdated when the switch came out there's no 4K, no DLSS, uh, no Bluetooth. Like, there's Bluetooth that you can use for the controllers, but you can't use it to connect, like, a headset. So no Bluetooth, uh, no 3D, which is a deal-breaker for me. Joy-Con drift will still be an issue. The Joy-Cons are still the same. They're not updating them. And uh, so, yeah, it's still going to be a terrible experience using the Joy-Cons. Uh, my left one started drifting really bad a while ago so i got a replacement i got one of the like the the d-pad ones and it's been fine but now it's starting to drift on my on my right joy con so like if i'm playing anything like if i'm playing like fortnite on my switch in handheld mode it's not a very good experience because occasionally the right joystick will just drift and like it'll you know, it'll mess up the camera you know, you can just go on Nintendo's website and submit it, you know, just like submit a request so that you can get it uh, replaced. I had to do that for mine. You don't have to pay anything. It's yeah, completely I should free. do that. should totally do it. I did do it I for should. my left one and then my right one. Yeah, yeah I, don't have, just a... I don't have my original Joy-Cons on my Switch anymore that it came with from yeah. the factory. It's just a pain that you even have to go through that process. Like, it's nice that it doesn't cost anything, but it's still a a pain in the ass to go through. Mm -hmm, For sure. I just, I wish they would just update the design so it doesn't fail within, like, a ridiculously short period. But yeah, the, the, and the new Switch, the new one that's coming out with no updated processor, no updated graphics, no updated anything except for the screen and the audio, uh, it should not be more expensive. It shouldn't be more expensive than the Switch you can buy right now. If they were going to do this, it should just be a replacement for the the base model because it's not right. like a Switch Pro. It's just a regular Switch, but with a fancier screen. And this probably means we won't get a Switch Pro for a long time because, I mean, why would Nintendo put out a new model just to put out a new model again you know, the the next, like, year or whatever. Well, keep in mind, this is the company who released its, who released six versions of the 3DS. True, but it's it's not like they released, <laughs> like, the, the 3DS, then the 2DS a couple years later, and then a couple years after that, they release, you know, the 3DS XL, 
and like like ba- basically what i'm saying is since they're putting this out now it means it's going to be at least a couple years probably until we get a proper switch pro with an upgraded processor and everything couple years at least since they're putting this out now okay here so speaking of the 3ds so the 3ds was released in the original one was released in 2011 right the 3ds xl was released on july 28th 2012 2ds was released in october 2013 the new 3ds and the xl um oh it didn't say when those were released yeah, okay. Oh, here we go. Yeah, new 3DS and new 3DS XL were released in 2014. And then the new in, 2DS in America, XL was released it was in... February 2015. Was it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah, the... And when was the previous one? The previous one before that? Yeah. It was like 2013. Okay, yeah, so like... It was, they released yeah, a, a new couple one years. every single goddamn year. Yeah, so it's like a couple of years between even just incremental upgrades... Yeah, because so, like didn't didn't the uh the Switch Lite release in like didn't release like a year ago? I'm not sure. I think it was in 2019. Cause I remember I it was at least announced, I believe, summer 2019. 2019. Yep, 2019 it got released. Yeah, so it like going off of previous trends, it's gonna be at least at least a couple of years before we get yeah, before we get a proper upgrade, which is right. really disappointing. Because that means the Switch is not going to be as competitive as it could or should be against the PS5 and uh, Series X if they are ever actually in stock and anyone can get one. But who knows? Maybe by then Nvidia will come out with the Tegra X3 and that's what they'll throw into the Switch. Because people are saying that they need to throw in the Tegra X2 into the uh, into the Switch. But who knows? Maybe by then they'll have the Tegra X3. Because right now the... um. The regular Switch, Switch Lite, and OLED all have the uh, the original Tegra 1 model. Yeah, the the upgrades that they put in are nice, but I just wish that these were like... If, I, I wish that the OLED screen and the nicer audio and the more storage was just rolled into whatever new Switch they put out. Because it feels mm-hmm. like this is just a like a stop lazy gap. like half step. It's a stopgap. Yeah. exactly what it is. It's just... So they can have something to put out in time for the holiday season. Yep. And since there's a chip so- a chip shortage, it's not like they can actually make a proper, you know, switch follow up. But yeah, I I don't know the OLED screen and everything. It's nice. I don't know, but no 3D. That's just that's a deal breaker. No, like they got they got to bring back 3D. I want to bring back the the nauseating feeling I get after I play Mario on the 3ds dude (laughs) i saw that comment i like i part of me thought it was a joke but also part of me thought that you were serious about it i know you wrote in you wrote in parentheses not really relevant now no 3d tvs are being manufactured any manufactured anymore died out at the end of the ps3 x xbox 360 era no, you know what they gotta bring back 3d okay when 3d tvs came out the first time they were expensive. There wasn't much compatibility in terms of like content that you could actually play on them. You had to use glasses. Last but... 3D TV was in 2017. Yeah, and who bought it? Nobody. My mom dated a guy that bought a 3D TV. That should have been the first red flag. 
So yeah, I, you know what? They gotta they gotta bring back 3D. I want to see Mario pop out of the screen and give me a little smooch. Remember when 3D movies and TVs were like super popular for like a short time, then they fell off super fast. Yeah. For real, though, I think the only thing that could bring back 3D movies in terms of like popularity and like people is giving VR. a shit about them is VR. Exactly. Like, Which actually, so if you have a PSVR and if you have a 3D Blu-ray, you can actually put on your PSVR headset, pop in the 3D Blu-ray, and you'll get the same exact effect as of using those glasses. Really? Mm-hmm. Nausea? Yeah, that. <laughs> in, in addition, big screen TV... Um, are you familiar with big screen? Yeah. Isn't that like uh, a PC VR app? Yeah. You can get well, it on, no, it's, uh, it's, it's also on it's, quest too. Yeah. I was just going to say it's also on quest. Yeah. Don't they, I, I remember seeing there's like movie premieres in it. Yeah. Um, it's, it was originally primarily a screen sharing app. So then like you and your friends could get into a room together and then one person could share their screen. You guys could like watch videos or like a YouTube video or, you know, watch each other playing a game or something like that. Yeah. But then they also added the uh, the movies. Um, let me see our big screen movies. Uh, movies, here it is. Uh, rent and watch movies in your own personal movie theater. Let me see here. So, you can, so there are 2D movies and then there are also 3D movies. Um, yeah. Originally, what it was is it was like a, it was like on a, on a week basis they would have three or four movies that you could watch. Kind of like an actual movie theater, and you can kind of rotate through them. Let's see here. What are some movies that they have on here? World War Z, Jackass, Top Gun, TMNT, G.I. Joe, Terminator, Star Trek, Mission Impossible. Hold on. This is uh, d- this just in, now breaking. Um, funny that this pops up as we're talking about it, but I just got a notification uh, this is an article from CNET. Netflix just made its clearest move yet pursuing VR and gaming. And it could be inspired by, of all things, Bridgerton. Huh. It says, Netflix has made its most public display of interest in expanding into virtual reality and gaming after years of batting away questions about pursuing VR and even more years of baby steps towards video games. On Thursday, Netflix announced a new deal with Shonda Rhimes, a powerhouse television producer whose Bridgerton exploded on Netflix to become what the company says is its most most watched series ever. The, tight, the deal tightens Netflix's relationship with Rhymes in several ways, like opening the door for future films and investing in her company's programs to diversify Hollywood in front of and behind the camera. Um, I'm just trying to scroll ahead to where it actually talks about VR. The opportunity to explore potential games and VR is far from a full-throated commitment, but it's still the clearest public statement so far that Netflix is interested in broadening into video games a major entertainment uh, category and virtual reality a fledgling one. Netflix declined to comment. And there's more. But I'll link this article in the description. But yeah, so maybe Netflix will start producing uh, 3D content with uh with virtual reality viewers in mind possibly maybe because there is there is a netflix app on on the on quest then there's a youtube app and a hulu app Mm -hmm. so yeah it would be cool if you know as vr becomes more popular with the quest and quest 2 and as it 
you know, becomes more mainstream, it would be amazing to see more content produced with VR in mind because it is really getting to the point where it's lightweight enough and it's, you know, convenient and cheap enough that you could own a headset and use it to watch movies. Like they're not as heavy anymore. They're not as, you know, uncomfortable and, and clunky as they used to be. So it's more and more viable that you could just, you know, sit down and, you know, watch some content on, on, on a, on a headset and it'd be, I'll be honest, great dude, if, I haven't played VR in probably a month and a half. You know, I've been getting back into it. I've been getting a lot more into it, mostly playing walkabout mini golf, which mm-hmm. is my favorite VR game right now. It's, it's really calming and it's, uh, it's just nice. It's, it's, it, it puts me in my, my Zen place and it's, uh, and it's a nice, uh, it's a nice leisurely activity because I am uh, an old man. <laughs> uh, I'll be right back. I'm gonna grab some water. All right. Hydrate or dehydrate. Today's episode of Bold of You to Say is brought to you by water. Water, great to drink, also to swim in. I don't swim so much. Pools in in the COVID era, pools just are not appetizing to me. I don't know if it's the germs or the floating band-aids or the other people, but no, I'd say it's all of it. It's all of it that I that I just I cannot get past. If I had a choice between uh swimming in a pool or uh I I wouldn't. I I simply wouldn't. But hey, that's just me. All right, sorry about that. No problem. And I was uh, going to talk about this in recommendations, but I've been using Airlink because they just put that on the original Quest, and that's the one that I have. And uh, it's pretty good. Airlink is all right. It Like, consistently, on average, I'd say it's a lot better, at least in my experience, than virtual desktop, which is, uh, of course, what other people... Like, that, that was, like, the way to play uh, PC VR games wirelessly on Quest. But when I, whenever I used it, and I just use it with like my normal router, I don't have like a dedicated router or anything. I don't have like Wi-Fi 6 or anything like that. Just playing on like my normal network, there was always like a little bit of latency, and it's just enough to kind of like bother me and give me a bit of a headache. And um, with AirLink, I'd say in terms of like responsiveness and latency, I would say it's on, on, uh, on par with just using a cable. So it's, I've been finding it really useful. It does occasionally just crap out. Like it'll have like a huge latency spike, but mm-hmm. usually it just lasts a few seconds and then you're back into it. It's, it's kind of inconvenient with beat saber. You can kind of power through it if it's not too bad. But I think it just I think it I think it depends on the network congestion, but um, but yeah, if, it can be kind of bad and it'll it'll be like really choppy for like a minute at most I would say, but on average it's pretty good. All right, I'm just hoping that eventually um, Valve will come out with some sort of wireless adapter for the Index. Yeah, it's a shame they haven't done anything with that. It feels like they haven't touched the index since it came out. 
Yeah, they haven't really done a whole lot. Yeah, it would be so nice if the index was if it had at least an adapter because they they did file a patent for it, didn't they? I think so. They they filed a patent for a, an adapter that would make the the valve index wireless, and they never did anything with it. Yeah, they did nothing with it. I'm sure the next index, whatever like the sequel is called. I'm sure it will have wireless capabilities. Yeah, the sequel. Valve Index 2 Electric Boogaloo. I'm sure it'll have some wireless capability, hopefully like on par with the Quest in terms of like, you know, complete wirelessness. If they like if they still had it completely wired, you know, in whatever year it comes out, it's just going to be so disappointing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because people wanted it earlier than later. Yeah. So anyway, the new switch is disappointing. Yeah. And I yeah, I put in the show notes that if you already have a switch, there's no reason for you to get this. If oh, you yeah. don't have a switch, but you also want to play on the TV, but you also want to have a little bit of a bigger screen and um, you know, I guess better colors, yeah. go for it, I guess if you want to. Well, I'd say it's a it's a worthy upgrade if you mostly play handheld. But if you play mostly on the TV like I do, it's there's nothing there for you. If you mostly play handheld, just sell your regular Switch and get a Switch Lite. Well, the Switch Lite, like, I'm saying if you play handheld and you want a better visual like a experience. Screen, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's worth it for the screen upgrade if if you're into that. But it seems like it's only good for a specific set of people. Well, what's uh what did you put in after the jaws review on the notes uh oh e-like praise you want me to do that right now i guess yeah because i wanted to do the review and then go you into lie. recommendations yeah okay so i have recently ordered i ordered a new airsoft gun um it is the emg sti tti license jw3 2011 combat master what that actually is is it's the uh, alphabet gun. <laughs> it is uh it's John Wick's pistol from John Wick 3, the 2011 Combat Master. Um and it's officially licensed by uh Terran Tactical. So I was trying to find an airsoft pistol and you know I was scrolling through and I found it. So I was like, okay, you know what? This looks really cool. It takes high high kappa mags. I'll get it. So I order it, $195, and then had to get slide oil. And then I think it was on like Monday, which was the 5th, I logged onto the website again just to see like how my order's coming along. And they said, um, and they said on the front page, you know, it's back in stock. And I said, huh, that's weird because it's always been in stock. You know, it, I was able to order it before they said, you know, it's back in stock. And when I checked it, the price dropped down. Uh, let me see here. I got to do some quick math. Uh, the price dropped down to one sixty nine, and I was like, okay. "Nice." Hey, I was like, "Cool that it dropped down," but you know, I feel like I should get some sort of discount because I, you know, I ordered it on Friday, and then, you know, I ordered it on Friday, and you know, nothing has happened to it yet because I, you know, I ordered it on a holiday weekend, so I called them up on I think it was either Monday or Tuesday. No, I called them up on Tuesday because some companies have the fifth off because the fourth was on a uh, was on Sunday. Um, so I called them up 
and I say, hey, you know, I ordered this pistol and I noticed that for a brief moment, this was like really early, really early in the morning, like at like a like one or two in the morning, you know, I saw that the price dropped down to 169 and, you know, I was wondering if it's if there's a possibility of me being able to get some sort of discount on this gun. And they said, all right, let me go ahead and check so I can, you know, see the previous sales that we had. And I'll get, you know, and I'll get back to you. So I was on the phone for like five minutes. Guy comes back and he says, all right, yep, we'll be able to, uh, to get you that, uh, that $26 discount for that gun. And we'll just, uh, we'll just send off the order and we'll send you a refund for $26. And I was like, I was just like, holy shit, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like, cause I, I didn't even think that that was going to work. I didn't expect that I was going to get a discount. I was just wondering if I was able to, you know, able to get it. You know, I wouldn't, I would have been fine if I wasn't able to. But, uh, I mean, they probably saw that I never bought anything from them before, you know, brand new accounts, first thing that I'm buying from them. So they're probably like, okay, you know, let's treat this guy nice and give him the discount. So, but, uh, yeah, huge, huge thumbs up to evike.com. Fantastic store. A lot of good stuff, airsoft stuff there for pretty good prices. If, um, if you end up finding, um, if you end up finding some sort of gun on another website, uh, and they have the same exact gun on Evike. Um, and if it's cheaper on the other website, you can uh, take a screenshot and I think you can like call them up or something and you can tell them, hey, the gun is cheaper on this website, but I still want to get it from Evike and they'll give you a discount. So they do price matching uh, free or free shipping on orders over ninety nine dollars and free free three day shipping for any orders that's over three hundred dollars. That's awesome. That's really cool yeah. that they did that for you. Yeah, mm -hmm. we love. Yeah. We stand good companies on we, this we show. Stand, we stand. We stand. Evike and GT Games. Yeah, shop shop at GT Games if you're in the Traverse City area. Um, or do they? You do, don't have to. Do they? You don't do have they to. Do online orders? Uh, they don't. Or like, they don't really do online orders. You can call them and you can buy stuff, and then you can have it shipped to you. So yeah, that yeah. was another thing. That's another thing that I can also do as well. Um, so. I've been looking for Kirby Planet Robobot forever because it is like one of the last 3DS games that I need to complete my collection. And I checked their Facebook page and I saw that. I was like, okay, here we go. Finally. Because I got this game before, but the last time I got it, I popped it in my 3DS, started it up, and it crashed. Every single time I started it, it crashed. So I had to go back and get a refund for that. Anyways, um, so, you know, I go through my list of games and then they also say, hey, we also have Wario Land 2 for the Game Boy. I was like, Holy shit. Yes. Finally, I can complete my Game Boy collection. And then I realized because and then I paid for it and then I realized, uh, you know what? I'm probably not going to uh, probably not going to go pick it up in Traverse because it's really stupid right now because it's Cherry Fest. Oh, yeah. Oh, we could talk about the ride breaking down at Cherry oh, Fest. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 My mom told me about that. Yeah. yeah. One more news minute story. Uh, but first, before we get into that. So, yeah. Uh, as Jake mentioned, you can order stuff if you see. So yeah, follow GT Games on Facebook. They post basically every day when they get new stuff. So if you see something on their Facebook page that you want, call them up and and you can, you know, uh, buy it over the phone. They'll send it to you. But let, let me just finish my story real quick. And we stand small business. That's, <laughs> that's all that I wanted to say about that. All right, let me just finish my story real quick. Um. So anyways, so. Um, so I called them out back up and I said, yeah, I want to go ahead and get this shipped. And they were going off the game. So they said, Super Mario Land 2. I was like, uh, no, I thought that was Wario Land 2. 
and and the the girl that I spoke with um on the phone originally, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure she was new. I remember her seeing seeing her um in the store. She was trying to get used to it all, so she probably got con- the two mixed up. So they said, um, tell you what, don't pay for the shipping. We just won't send you Wario. You know, we we just won't send you Super Mario Land two. So that'll just be payment for the shipping. So yeah, in well, the end, it worked that out. It for worked that. out. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead with your with the um with the with the ride. Yeah. So yeah, let me just pull up my source real quick. All right. So this is an article from uh, my mom. So she texted me last night. Uh, so there was a potential disaster at Cherry Festival last night. That ride that looks like a big couch that goes back and forth until it goes all the way over the top. I think it's the magic up- carpet. Is that what it is? Yes, I believe so. Yes, Okay. It is. Yep, magic carpet ride. Yeah. Uh, started up with the people on it and the base of the ride that the couch thing is attached to. Oh, oh now I know what she's talking about. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the one where you sit on the thing and it spins the what you're sitting on doesn't spin the thing you can look it up uh i'll I'll link an actual article about this in the description and it spins around like a ferris wheel yeah it's like a ferris wheel so yeah started up with the people on it and the base of the ride that the couch thing is attached to started to sway and fall over while the ride was going but a big group of people ganged up together and literally held it up until they could get off the ride uh, until they could get the ride stopped and the people off. Uh, they they dismantled the ride today. So that was Friday the 9th, July 9th. So yeah, don't trust rides at the fair. Anything that is constructed in a matter of days that you ride on, don't ride it. Don't ride things at the fair because like you never know. I I just, I don't trust some of the rides at the fair. Like, it's not that I'm scared of them. It's not that I'm scared to go on them. I just, like, intellectually, I do not trust them. Normally, it's like a feeling, like, I I don't feel safe on this. Like, I know this is not safe. So, yeah, that's a crazy thing that happened at, um, this was at, was this at the fair or was it at Cherry Festival? Uh... I th- oh, it is, it's at Cherry sure. Festival. It's at, it's at Cherry Festival. Yeah. So, yeah, for TC, Cherry Fest is like a huge thing money-wise. Yeah. Yeah, cherries are like the one thing we got going for us. Well, no, no. I'm talking I'm talking about Cherry Fest is like a huge thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, to bring in and that's money. just an extension of the whole cherry theme that the city has. Yeah, this will definitely uh, put a huge stain on Cherry Fest. And that actually kind of ties in with this week's movie pick. <laughs> a tourist town that gets its reputation stained by uh, a life-threatening event. So yeah, um, yeah, that's a crazy thing that happened. Don't ride rides at the fair, or uh, at well, at the fair or at any festival. Don't ride anything. Never, never ride anything ever. <laughs> don't that's, don't go on a car ever. Sonic says, don't ride things. So anyway, I think that's all of our uh, news and or simping before the movie review. So this week's movie pick of the week is Jaws, the 1975 classic. So 
Jaws is a horror documentary about a shark attack from a universe where no one has ever heard of sharks before. That's that is my synopsis for this movie. So before we get into uh, into specifics about the movie, uh, what are your general thoughts and feelings on Jaws? Um, it was a good movie, but you know, as soon as soon as they went onto the boat, and oh gosh, I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, the the scientist guy. Um, as soon as he mentioned that those well, air he, tanks are, huh? He looks like Josh Stoltz, so let's just call him. Kind Josh. of, yeah. Okay, so when Josh, <laughs> um, does Josh listen to this podcast? I don't think he does, but I I wish I you know it would be cool if he did. If if you are, uh, hi there. Hi, Josh. Uh, Josh <laughs> Josh is the ringleader over at Grobenzi, where we occasionally record the show. He's a great dude. He runs a great organization. Does a lot for the community. Yeah, shout out. Shout out to shout out to Josh. He looks like the scientist from Jaws. In in case you were wondering. <laughs> okay, so anyways, when Josh meant mentioned that yeah, these air tanks, they have really high pressure and they can explode, just immediately I just thought just let the shark eat the tank and have it explode. Yeah, and that's how that's how the movie ended. But like when that happened, there was like at least another hour, hour and a half left to the movie. And I was just screaming, just put the goddamn tank in the shark and let it die and explode. That's all you needed <laughs> yeah. to do. You know, I was I was going to say this. I was going to say this in the review. But you could have saved like a whole hour of our time if you would have <laughs> just done that. I understand you do it for suspense, but come on, man. I was going to say Steven. in the review that, you know, thinking about whether or not this movie holds up, I thought, what if they made this movie today? You know, whenever a movie that's old, uh, you know, when I, whenever you're questioning whether an old movie holds up, you think, what if this was made today? Would it be good? Would people like it? And I thought if people made Jaws today, it would just be the Meg. The what? The Meg. The, it's the Meg. It's from like 2013. It's it's basically Jaws, but with a megalodon. It's it's a it's a very contrived premise, but yeah, basically there's a megalodon that's like attacking this ocean research institute that's trying to research like the deep ocean. And when you mentioned the the air tanks and how they like explode, I realized I'm pretty sure that is their plan in the Meg. Their plan is, is to just have the Megalodon swallow an explosive. And I think it's hilarious that like, you know, we, we really have evolved as a species over the last 40 something years. You know, it takes, it used to take an hour and a half for people to figure out, oh, we can just use the explosive to blow up the shark. Now we immediately go to that. It's the, it's, it is the immediate plan. And that's progress. So anyway, um, yeah, so Jaws, it's, a, it's an all right movie. It's it's definitely a good movie. It's a cinematic classic. Yeah, it's uh, good. I never watched a Jaws movie before. Yeah, it was my first time too. By the way, I wanted to mention this up top. So Jaws is free on Peacock, which is very convenient. I Haley was going to join us for this episode, by the way, but... You know, she's going to Florida with her family uh, oh, fun. like tonight. 
so she has to pack but um but yeah so she recommended this and i was kind of worried that we wouldn't be able to cover it because i would have to get a copy for us to watch Mm -hmm. because it's not like on any it wasn't on anything at the time but like a day or two after we were planning on reviewing jaws it went free on peacock okay so yeah it's it's free on peacock with ads uh you don't it's not like you don't have to pay anything for it you just make the account it's not a like a monthly thing um, I mean, you can pay a monthly thing if you want to watch like The Office. I'm pretty sure one of their subscription tiers is literally just you can watch The Office. God, I hate NBC, but yeah, Jaws you can watch at it least, for free. At least they have a free version. Because a oh, lot, yeah. a lot of these subscription services, they don't have a free version. Yeah, but anyway, if you want to watch Jaws before we spoil every minute of it, go watch it and then come back. Um, yeah, spoilers starting. Now, well, spoilers starting when you mentioned the air tank thing, but okay, now starting now. So, yeah, so it's I I, I joked about it up at, at the beginning of the segment, but it really does feel like Jaws takes place in a universe that has never seen a shark in real life. And I'm pretty sure like in in the 70s, like before this movie was made, shark attacks weren't all that common. but it just feels like it feels like sharks in this movie they're thought of the same way as like like any like horror monster like vampires or something like when chief brody is like researching sharks so he so like so we can try to kill the shark it literally is the same it feels like the same scene as like bella researching vampires in twilight and I, I am ashamed that I that I know to make that connection and that reference. I don't like that I've seen Twilight either. I watched it with Haley. Turns out it's all right. It's an all right movie. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah, Jaws, the shark, the, I'm sure the shark's name is Jaws. Jaws is uh, basically a horror monster on the level of like a zombie or like Frankenstein. Yeah, so it it basically opens with a, a shark attack, but attacking this the the jaws the shark attacks this girl, and then the next morning the police show up, and I wish Jerry Orbach uh, reprised his role from Law and Order, and he would just make shark related puns uh, every time a body turns up. I feel like that would heighten this movie so much. Jerry Orbach was the guy in Law and Order where it's like the the episode opens with a, a a dead teacher and he take he takes his sunglasses off or puts them on i don't remember which one and he's like huh school's out and then it plays the title music <laughs> <laughs> that it would have been i didn't write any shark related puns because i couldn't think of any but i'm sure he would do great but yeah so the shark attack kind of generates a little bit of uh concern with the uh, the police department and the mayor the mayor doesn't really want anyone to like find out and he doesn't want to cause a panic but you know in trying to not cause a panic because this is a tourist town they do make all of their money from tourism they need people to come in the summer and go to the beach and everything and spend money there so they can just survive the winter so in trying not to create a panic he does put a lot of people in danger 
And not only does this man, the mayor, commit crimes, continuous crimes against public safety, he also commits countless crimes against fashion. Like this, this man wears like plaids with polka dots and mixes and matches bright colors. And it would be, it would be a bold fashion choice if it wasn't executed so poorly. I know it's not a big deal, but you know, it just kind of took me out of it. But yeah, so the, uh, the mayor is like, well, we gotta get, we gotta keep people at the beach. We gotta, you know, get people in the water and stuff. So yeah, shortly after the shark attack, you know, it's a it's a it's a day at the beach. Uh, Chief Brody, the the protagonist, is you know just kind of chilling, making sure no one gets like devoured by a shark. And you know, we get a nice we get nice bits of uh, world building, fleshing out of the setting. You know, we see things at the beach such as you know low level local xenophobia. Um, <laughs> when <laughs> when one of the when one of the women is like, "Hey, look, you're." You're not an islander unless you're unless you're born here, okay? Um, so yeah, we get that oh, low, local that. level <laughs> xenophobia. Uh, a parent not understanding how water works because there's a kid that comes out of the water. I guess he gets called back by the parent. He's like, "Ah, oh, mom, can I be out there a bit longer?" She's like, "Your fingers are starting to prune." I don't know if that was a thing back in the seventies. I don't know if people thought if your fingers prune, you're gonna like shrivel up or something like did i don't know if they thought that like it was dangerous but hey it's the 70s everyone was on drugs um (laughs) another thing we see uh a couple just actually doing it in the water they just act it, it just like watch the movie watch this watch the beach scene right after the initial shark attack there's a couple literally just fucking in the water and then, of course, in this scene, we get the legendary Dolly Zoom, which in part was made famous by this movie. It's the part where, you know, the shark shows up and the camera like zooms in on the guy, but it also like like the background gets like morphed. That's the Dolly Zoom. Cool effect popularized by this movie. This isn't the first one to do it, but it's one of the like go to examples for it. Ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, so in this scene, uh, a child gets killed by the shark. And I got to say, highly preventable, a highly preventable tragedy. The mayor just kind of cared more about people going to the beach than like people making it home from the beach. Yep. He cared. He cared more about profits than the actual people. Yeah. Which says a lot about society. (laughs) That does say that says so much (laughs) about society. (laughs) You know, okay. when you think about it. One of the lessons that we learn from this movie is that we do indeed live in a society. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the mayor killed that child, uh, but then it gets blamed on the police chief who initially wanted to close down the beach. But yeah, so there's this whole big public panic and there's, you know, a, a town meeting that's held and, you know, it's like, what are we going to do? And the town offers a $3,000 bounty uh, for anyone that can kill the shark, which I believe adjusted for inflation is about 15000 in today's money. Yeah, so there's a bounty put out. You know, anyone that tr- can try to, you know, bring in this shark, please do. We'll give you some money. And we get the, um, we get the legendary introduction 
Captain Quint, who makes his introduction with the classic nails on the chalkboard. And I don't know about you, but like I actually was like, I don't want to say cringing because of the modern connotations of the word, but like that, that affected me. The, the nails on the chalkboard, even if it's just in a movie, always gets me. Mm, yeah. But yeah. The Captain Quince introduction has kind of been replicated a lot to the point that it's like a trope. You know, it's even a meme at this point where it's like, I don't know like how to like, I don't know what like the official like title or whatever the meme is, but it's the one where it's like two guys that are like comparing like feats and it's like, I did this or I'm what I did this. And then there's someone in the background amateurs. And then it's like, what, what did you say? I said amateurs. I don't know what that's the best way to describe the meme. Hold on. I'll find it. All right, I found it. I'm sending it to the channel sent stuff we send during the show. That meme. Do you see it? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that meme. That's what I'm talking about. So yeah, Captain Quint's introduction. It it's you know, the scene kind of set the tone for uh you know the the rogue captain characters introduction, the 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 gruff uh veteran type. So yeah, he he basically says, "Oh, I'll bring in the shark, or uh, I'll find the shark for three thousand, but to kill and bring in the shark, ten thousand, which is fifty thousand right. adjusted." And he says, "You know, I I will take the money, but I'm not gonna take anyone with me. It's just gonna be me. I'm gonna do it by by myself. I don't need anyone to split the money with. Okay, all me." And he walks out. And some guy just follows him and it's never addressed. This, this keeps me up. Like, I don't know if you remember, but in that scene, in, in the scene where Captain Quinn is like, ah, I'll, I'll do it myself. Who follows him out? It seems to be like a partner or like a first mate or something. He never shows up again. So yeah, anyway, that, that weird thing aside, yeah, so we get the scene with Chief Brody. He's researching the sharks in in the same way that one would research uh, ghosts or vampires or any other mythological creature, which is what sharks are in the 70s, apparently. <laughs> he even says, like, oh, no one even knows how old they are. They could be thousands of years old. We don't even know. So I guess, like, no one has ever just had a shark in in captivity. It appears there's been no research on them whatsoever. I don't know. It feels like it's not that hard to figure out how old a shark is. You just drill into it and you, you count the rings like a tree. So yeah, later on the, uh, the Josh character, I don't remember is, I want to say Hooper. I don't know. Josh is introduced and he's like the shark guy. He knows about sharks and I'll breeze through the rest of the summary. Him, uh, chief Brody, Josh and Captain Quinn go out. They try to kill the shark. That's the rest of the movie. And I wanted to talk about the pacing a little bit because, you know, with this being like an older movie and coming out back when um, people had, you know, longer attention spans, it, it does kind of lead to the movie feeling like it drags on a bit by today's standards because it is over two hours long and honestly not much happens. You know, we, it feels like two movies put together. Like there's the first half where they're like 
finding out about the shark and the shark attacks people. Then there's the second half where they actually go out and try to catch the shark and kill the shark. Mm-hmm. And it just feels there's like it goes on for so long. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of buildup. This movie, like I said, this movie could have cut could have got cut down, or at least the shark hunting part could have gotten cut down by an hour if they would have just thrown the gas tank into the shark's mouth and killed that yeah. way. In addition yeah. to not having a whole bunch of buildup up to actually going out and trying to kill the shark. Yeah, I think another thing that kind of weighs it down is sharks at this point, in, in a post-Sharknado world, Jaws isn't really as relevant as it used to be. What I mean is, like, people generally know about sharks, and mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I joke about them being basically a mythological creature, but really, sharks were a novelty back in the 70s. Jaws is really what made sharks as popular as they are now. Like, there's right. no Shark Week without Jaws. And Jaws, by the way, is also what made everyone scared to death of sharks. And that's a shame, because sharks are really majestic creatures, and it led this movie led to a lot of anti-shark sentiment in the American public. And that's just a shame. But... Yeah, with sharks being more, I guess, commonplace, this movie doesn't really have a lot going for it in terms of, like, being intriguing. Because, you know, sharks, when this was made, sharks were just some weird killer machine that that w- that just lived in the ocean. No one knew what they were. So a movie about them is a lot more intriguing than it is now when people know about sharks. And you can just see them on TV whenever. But yeah, you mentioned the movie. If it, you know, if they had just used the the air tank to blow up the shark, it would be a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, it would also be a lot shorter if they just had some shark repellent bat spray. Uh, <laughs> and that's how we. That is okay. If you guys would have just called in Batman, it would have been perfectly fine. Okay, when Haley and I were watching this we came up with our own fan theory that this is set in the same universe as the Meg, because why not? But the re the, the way that we know that this isn't set in the same universe as the 1960s Batman is that if, if, if this was in the same universe as that Batman, this movie would be five minutes. There would be the shark attack. Then Batman would come in and he would just use the, the, the shark repellent bat spray. So, Anyway, it, it would be um, like a 20 minute movie. It would. It really <laughs> would. And most of it would just be the commute because Batman yep. would instantly take care of that shark. So anyway, yeah, Jaws is an all right movie overall. It's I mean, it's it's good for the time. If it came out today, aside from it just being the Meg, it would be it'd be all right. Just it's too long. It's not as intriguing as it used to be. And, um, but I mean, in terms of cinematography, it's still a classic. So on the worst, worst movie ever to best movie ever scale, I'd say, I guess, best movie ever. It's pretty decent. Yeah. It, it does, you know, just enough while with the, you know, being a classic and everything and, you know, being watchable does enough to save it from being on the, uh, on the worst movie ever list. And uh, if you want more information on Jaws, you know, the, the movie, the, the book that it's based on and, and, you know, everything surrounding it, 
I'll link a video in the description from uh, CZS World uh, or CZ's World. I don't know. But yeah, it's this YouTube channel that does like breakdowns of horror movies. And he does like, you know, history of Pennywise, history of, you know, whatever, like different horror monsters or horror universes. And uh, like it's done, you know, history of, you know, stuff from The Conjuring. So yeah, it's a good channel. And he did a video actually just a week ago when we were planning, like, you know, when we started planning this episode, he put out a video, the history of Jaws. So yeah, it, it has details from the movie and the book. So if you're interested, that'll be linked down below. And do you have any more thoughts about Jaws before we get into the uh, recommendations of the week? Uh, how many movies did they make of Jaws? Oh, geez, I think at least five. It's got to be at least. I know they did like a whole trilogy. Jaws franchise. Jaws 2, Jaws 3D, Jaws Revenge. Oh, I guess there's four. Yeah. Interesting How did they that make a sequel to Jaws? I don't That's know. my and question. What's What's interesting is that they made a Jaws, you know, Jaws 3D, but it came out in 1983. Was it actually 3D in theaters? There's no way it could have been. Well, 1983, there was 3D back then, but it was like the, you know, the red and blue lenses. Oh, Leah uh, Thompson yeah. is in Jaws 3D. That's cool. She's the mom from Back to the Future. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And there's a, a Jaws reference in Back to the Future Part 2. So there's a bit of a, a little bit of synergy there. A little bit same, of crossover. Same universe question mark? Whoa. Yeah, how... How do you make a Jaws sequel? All right, I'm going to read the description for Jaws 2 because I'm just curious how exactly... Because they killed the shark and they killed Captain Quint, who's like the ultimate mega dilf. So, I mean, you know, who's left? All right, so apparently it's all right. 85% of people on Google liked it. Oh, it has a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not that good. But... Anyway, it says years after the shark attacks that left Amity Island reeling, Sheriff Martin Brody finds new trouble lurking in the waters. Mayor Vaughn, that fucker, wants to rid the beach town of the stain on its reputation. But the disappearance of a pair of divers suggests that it is not right. That all is not right. Excuse me. When Sheriff Brody voices his warnings about holding a sailing competition, everyone thinks it's post-traumatic stress. That is until a shark fin cuts through the water. So it's just the same movie. <laughs> it's just Jaws, but again and worse. It's the same plot. And by the way, they should have more reason to believe this guy because he was right the first time. Definitely by the third movie, you gotta believe him, right? Oh, they recast Michael Brody in, um, oh, no, it's, okay, the first two, it's Martin Brody, then the third one, it's, it's Michael Brody, so I guess, is it his son? The third one, after a young great white shark finds its way into a sea-themed park managed by Calvin Bouchard, uh, workers try to capture it, but the facilities, but the facilities attempt to keep the shark in captivity has dire consequences. A much larger mother shark appears in search of its offspring. Uh, among those who must battle the angry aquatic killing machine are marine biologist Caitlin or Catherine Morgan, her coworker Mike Brody, and a pair of friendly dolphins. And a pair of friendly, they have dolphins fighting sharks in the third one. 
holy shit, they really <laughs> look. I I don't know if it's appropriate to say they jumped the shark given the the circumstances, but they, you know, maybe it's more fitting to say, yeah, they jumped the shark literally. <laughs> the third one has nothing to do with the first two. And what's the fourth one? This is just pure curiosity driving me at this point. The family of widow Ellen Brody has long been plagued by shark attacks. No shit. And this unfortunate association continues when her son is the victim of a massive great white. You know, you'd think at this point they would move away from the water. In morning, Ellen goes to visit her other son, Michael, in the Bahamas, where she meets the charming Hoagie Newcomb. Michael Kane. Oh, Michael Kane's in this. Awesome. As Ellen and Hoagie begin a relationship, a huge shark appears off the coast of the island. You know, by the fourth time, you shouldn't be surprised. And Ellen's trouble with the Great White begins again. At this point, it's been over 10 years. Move on. Dis like, at, at this point, you gotta wonder, like, okay, if, if you get four in, in four separate fights with a shark over the course of over 10 years, you gotta wonder if you're the problem. Like, I don't mean to victim blame, but the Jaws protagonists just do not fucking learn. So anyway, best movie ever. Uh, go watch Jaws, free on Peacock. Watch the history of Jaws uh, from CZ's world. Do you have any thoughts before we get into recommendations? Uh, nope, not for me. So my first recommendation of the week is Accounting Plus. It's a VR game. It's on Steam. Uh, I'm sure it's on Oculus. I don't know. I don't know if it's on Quest, but let me look it up. Actually, okay, it, it is on Oculus Quest. Okay, so. Yeah, this is from Squanch Games, who did Trover Saves the Universe. That's uh, Justin Roiland's like game developing company. Yeah, so Justin Roiland does a lot of like the voice acting. He did the you know the writing for it, so you know it has that certain charm to it. And it's it's one of those games where it's like boring thing in VR, but there's VR in the VR, so lots of wacky things happen. Kind of like virtual virtual reality, another great game. Right. And um and kind of like, you know, budget cuts. Actually, VR does seem to have a strong theme of like having adventures set in like corporate settings. Weird. But yeah, it's another one of those my favorite genre and uh yeah, definitely look at, you know, the trailers, screenshots and everything. It's uh it's a pretty good game. It's kind of short, but it's still a really fun experience. And my next recommendation kind of ties in, you know, what with being VR is Airlink. I talked about it earlier, but if you're just skipping to this segment, Airlink is, uh, it's, you know, the Oculus uh, Quest, you know, now built in wireless streaming, like, you know, capability, you know, where before you had to use virtual desktop. Uh, now you can actually use the first party Airlink software to play PC VR games wirelessly on Quest. Uh, it just it it was initially only on Quest Two, but it got moved to Quest One, which is what I have, and I've been using that, and it's um it's pretty good so far from my experience. It's a lot less laggy overall than Virtual Desktop in my experience. With Virtual Desktop, I've noticed a bit of like there's just a little bit of latency like all the time, 
With this, the latency is really low. It's comparable to a wired connection, but every so often there's like a lag spike that lasts, you know, a few seconds up to sometimes like, you know, up to like a minute maybe. And they can be kind of bad, but overall it's a very playable experience. I'd say I use it a lot. You know, I've been getting back into VR and I play walkabout mini golf. My next recommendation, which is actually getting a steam VR release very soon. I believe this month, let me look it up, but walkabout mini golf is pretty straightforward. It's just a mini golf game in VR and it's really well polished. There's, I want to say like eight courses and they're all very distinct and fun. They just added like a wild west style course and it's very, very fun, very nice leisurely activity. And it's really nice if you like mini golf, you can play with friends or you can just play alone. Is it is it going to be cross play with Oculus and Steam or no? Um, I'm sure it will be. I'm not sure. But all right. So, yeah, it's actually coming out. Yeah. On Steam VR, it'll be released July 15th which I'm planning on having this episode release next week on the 16th. So yeah, when this is up, Walkabout Mini Golf will be on Steam VR. It's like $15, I think. Uh, I'd say it's worth it, uh, especially if it goes on sale for like $10 or, or, or something like that. It's a great deal. It's a lot of fun. Um, and there's an additional mode where you can unlock new like putters, and it's just, it's a fun time. So let me, let me look it up. Let me look and see if there's going to be cross play. Alrighty. Okay. There is going to be cross play. All right. Sweet. And it said this, this article headline says new course included. So I don't know if that's like the new one that already came out or if there's going to be a separate new course, but either way, yeah. Buy it on steam. It's really good. Uh, play it listener. If you have a VR headset, if you don't, then you actually can't play the game but you know it's still buy it support if you don't have it you're a loser yeah literally yeah loser haha i'm kidding loser um moving on from vr stuff the next one is yours uh yeah so i recently just finished playing through a game uh it's called one shot i think probably by now uh by the time we have this episode out it's probably going to be steam summer sales going to be done with um but one shot is basically uh it's a top down uh it's like a top down puzzle game but it also has like uh has like a like story elements kind of similar to undertale it's really really good the puzzles actually go outside of the game and they go on your computer as well so you actually have to like search through like your document files oh, so it's it's kind of like doki doki literature club kind of but you know not anime <laughs> hey doki doki literature club is great and not a visual novel. Um, but it's very, very good. Uh, yeah, like, like it'll just randomly place documents in like your documents folder. You'll have to open up files. You actually have to open up a separate application at one point and actually have to put uh, one of the applications on top of the game so you can figure out the puzzles. You have to move files around to edit and change them. It's, it's really, really cool, actually. It doesn't take too long to beat. I think... Let me check my playtime on it. I think because uh, there's two endings to the game. There's the regular ending, which you have one choice to do. And then the true ending, which is the solstice ending. And that's like the actual true final ending of the game. 
the game's only like six hours long, but it's really, really good. You will cry. I'm just telling you that. You will cry if you play this game. Uh, it's very, very good, though. Fantastic. If if it didn't come out around the same time as Undertale, if it came out before Undertale or after the hype for Undertale died, it could have been as popular or even more popular than Undertale was, slash is. It's very, very good. Yeah. You know, that seems like a really cool premise, like having the game like take place like on the computer, you know, Mm -hmm. like in, in the files and everything. That's just that's so cool. Now, with the original game that was released, um, if you ever exit the game, uh, the character that you're playing as, Nico, uh, they die. And you can never, never launch the game again. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, you can. You need to edit a registry file. But yeah. For the Steam release, though, of course, they can't, you know, they can't make it so that if you close out the game and, you know, try to open it back up, it doesn't open back up. They They couldn't do that without you know releasing the game for free or something so the paid version when you actually close out of the game it saves your progress so um okay, next well, up that's good because i would fuck that up i would, <laughs> I would forget i'm like oh no oh, it's time for bed time to close the game shit shit fuck. i just God killed the main it. character <laughs> <laughs> all right so next one up is kraken airsoft a uh, very very small youtuber only about thirty three thousand subscribers has a, has a bunch of different airsoft videos. He's been uploading a lot of like YouTube shorts. Um but he also has like a whole bunch of like uh like airsoft upgrades and like um gun ideas. Also all sorts of different kind of just good info for airsoft. Be, uh, beginner's loadouts. Um he has one video titled Could Virtual Reality Replace Airsoft? That's an interesting premise. Oh, really? I didn't even see that. You gotta send yeah, that it's from me. five months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me send the link. Uh, let's see here. How not to be an airsoft noob. You need to be practicing your reloads. Best first gun upgrades. Cheers and speed softers. You know, I'll be honest. That is one thing that I am tired of in the airsoft space for YouTube. Is all of these, like, pro-destroys noob or... Like all of like these cheater videos that yeah. Pop what's up. the point of that? Pro destroys noob. Yeah, we know. Yeah, well, yeah, that's how it works. Here's the thing. Well, someone who's better at the game <laughs> is better than someone who's worse at the game. Yeah, we fucking know. You're not. You're not. This isn't a flex, dude. But so so here's the issue with this. So airsoft is definitely not as popular. As paintball, I think paintball is more popular, but I think both have kind of died out in popularity. I think airsoft is becoming more popular, but when you keep on having these videos up, that you know the cheating videos and like the the you know the pro destroys noob, it really it doesn't make one of people want to do airsoft because they see all these cheating videos and then they think that every single game. Every single match that they play, there's going to be some sort of cheer that's going to make a huge fuss about it and try to start a fight. Yeah, well, it's like it's toxic and it's like gatekeepy. Yeah, it's not true at all. First time I went airsofting, second time I went airsofting, perfectly fine. No cheaters. Everybody was super friendly to me. Um, They helped me adjust my hop up, my sights, all sorts of different stuff. Um, And remember, there is no cheating if you use street rules. So, so if somebody doesn't call their hit in Airsoft, uh, you keep shooting them until they call their hit. They'll eventually call their hit because it'll hurt enough. 
street rules, just stab them. <laughs> uh, okay, no stabbing there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't don't do it on the field. You won't get away with it like you will on the streets. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Toronto Airsoft. Uh, more specifically, their Airsoft Guide playlist. I use this a lot. Um, they have all sorts of different kinds of guides. Uh, this or they have this huge playlist of all sorts of different different information. You know what kind of airsoft BBs you should be using. The differences between airsoft magazines, uh, battery differences. You know red dot sights. Store you know properly storing your gear. Blowback pistols. How to how to diagnose AEG issues. Um, then they had very very good videos. Um, more kind of technical videos, but super super important videos. Which I uh, when I get my airsoft gun, I'll need back because it's getting upgraded currently. I need to watch this video. Um, because it's, let's see here, it's called Getting Started at Siege, Hop Up and Zero, Hit What You're Aiming At, and it basically, it goes through the process of what you need to do in order to zero in your sight, as well as adjust your hop up, um, which is, which basically is, the hop up is basically whether the BB flies straight or whether it curves up or curves down, it basically puts spin on the BB so that it can travel farther. Um, and, and then adjusting your sight there, you can use, um, sometimes there, there are dials on the side of the, of the, uh, sight, or there are like a little screwdriver hole where you, uh, take a screwdriver hand on, you know, like a screwdriver and you adjust it. Uh, but you're, it's basically just like lining it up so that it's good. Um, so that actually matches up, but yeah, Toronto Airsoft, fantastic. Their Airsoft guys are super, super useful for new players like me, or if you just want to learn more about Airsoft. Um, next up, uh, we needed to hit our Star Wars quota, so I put this in here. Um, oh, thank working, you. Thank you for that. <laughs> a working Mandalorian. I forgot. Yes. <laughs> a working Mandalorian uh, pulse, disrupt, pulse disruptor uh, airsoft rifle. Oh, that looks rifle. so cool. I'm looking um, at it right now. That's so the, awesome. The sight itself, like the side sight that it has, it doesn't actually work. Um Aw. So you kind of have to mod it. You have to put your own on. I have no idea if this is being sold at all or if this is a custom thing. Uh, in the description, there's no information on it. But nonetheless, it's still a cool video. Oh, let me add a bullet point real quick because it, that reminds me. But go on with your with the Mandalorian thing. Uh, that's that's all I pretty much had for it. Okay. Yeah, I wanted when you mentioned how you weren't sure if he was going to be selling them. Uh, or whatever that reminded me the spring ring so jay laser video made a captain america shield that like bounces off of walls and stuff with like a fiberglass ring on the outside that makes it bounce mm -hmm. really well i mentioned that a week or two ago and the uh the concept is being developed into the spring ring which is you know being like actively developed and it looks like you know it's it's gonna be a product that you can buy on jay laser videos website sometime in the, in the near future and i just wanted to spread the word about that and there's like a dedicated instagram account that you can follow for updates on it that i'll link in the description but it's just really cool and i cannot wait to get one because it it looks so fun and that's all that i have to say about that um oh yeah um i guess like a small announcement actually so i'm actually going to be getting a uh a GoPro or borrowing a GoPro from uh, one of my friends and I'm going to be doing some airsoft videos uh, on Instagram. Oh, that's cool. 
So you'll be able to Pro see my destroys spirit. noob. No, first no. person edition. No, we're not gonna do that. If there's some sort of if if there's some sort of cheater on the field, um, that video is not going to be uploaded. I will just say that hey, we had a cheater in this video, but I'm not gonna upload Exposing it. Exposing yeah. a cheater POV. Oh my god. <laughs> but no, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, but yeah, it, it'll be really cool to uh, to start doing some airsoft videos. All right, next up. I have no idea how you say this YouTuber's name. I'll be honest. Let me let me Google Translate. Cyber 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 Does he does he say it at all in the in the videos? It's like, hey, what's up, guys? My name's Cyber. I, I, I think it's I think it's um. Let's see here, hold on. Fazeri. I'm not sure how you say it. Um, it's Greek. Oh. That makes sense, but um, he does. A, Greeks he does are a bunch. always spelling things weird. <laughs> um, but he does a whole bunch of different kind of like older kind of restoration videos. So like he'll take like an old laptop or like an old iMac or something oh, and try cool. to restore it and make it good as possible. And he kind of does like a retrospective that's on awesome. it. So like what can yeah, you I'm do looking with at- a ten dollar laptop? Yeah, I'm looking at restoring a $50 MacBook Pro from eBay. That reminds me of Austin Evans, how he made a video a few years ago, must have been like 2018 around that time. He made a video where he took an old like MacBook Pro from like a few years. Um, I think before. I know what you're it was talking like about. Very the outdated. The 2012 MacBook Pro. Uh, yeah, something like that. You that. Can, that you can open and up and you can put like, in like an SSD and upgrade the RAM and stuff. Yeah. And you can have it. Yeah. Yeah. That's he the did MacBook like that I a have. couple hundred that's dollars the, worth of upgrades. That's a kick ass MacBook. Yeah. So that, that kind of stuff is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like taking taking like e-waste and turning it into, into something very useful and usable. So yeah, link in description for that. And the next All one. Right. So. When I was younger, I used to watch this all the time. Video Game High School. So this is made by a YouTube channel called Rocket Jump. Or you may also know them as Corridor Digital. Lots of special effects, all sorts of different stuff. So this is a 21-episode, three-season web series that they made. Very, very high production. It looks very, very good. But it's basically about a high school um you know in the future where there's basically nobody cares about actual sports anymore and esports have completely taken over as like the number one thing there in the first episode the there was the something future that liberals want <laughs> um there was an episode uh, i think it was the first episode where it was like an announcement that the uh the president was missing and then and it, it gets interrupted by this thing, it, it uh, by this segment or like this news station. Oh, this called, is from nine years ago. Yeah, it's very episode. old. It's very old, but very good. But it's called the Pwn Zone. Um, and it's basically <laughs> just it's called esports. It's basically just esports news. It's it's pretty funny. It's really really funny. They're totally self aware and how ridiculous it is. That's awesome. Um, but it's, it's like it's, those uh it's like those it's, Disney Channel high school shows, but it's it where it's like high school but for performers. But this is high actually school, good but for gamers. But this is actually good. Um but yeah, it's fantastic. They had um they had the the actor for uh for for uh Shazam as one of the uh one of the coaches. Oh, that's cool. They had 
Harley from Epic Mealtime on there. Um, if you remember Epic Mealtime at all. Um, it sounds vaguely it. familiar. They have they had Stan Lee on there, Tony Hawk, um, whole bunch, whole bunch. The cast is great. They're fantastic. But I'm hoping maybe um, when we're done with Loki that we can possibly, if you want to, we could watch like an episode every single week. Yeah, I want to do some kind of uh, review retrospective or something for this. Maybe we can do like uh, do it by season because it, yeah. it does. They are pretty short short episodes mm-hmm. there is um there is a movie there's a vghs movie but it's basically just it's basically just the uh the first season in just one long segment that's all it is okay but yeah we could do it by season season one should be pretty quick season two will be moderately quick season three is going to be the longest especially because season three has an hour long finale yeah and this yeah, uh, so this, next next week we're gonna try to do a Loki review for the whole first season, get our thoughts out on that, and then after that we will get our we'll we'll start reviewing high school for gamers. Uh, let's see. Here. You can uh you can watch the entirety of VGHS on on Netflix. Yeah, that's, there's a yeah. I was gonna say there's a whole playlist of it on YouTube. Yep. Let me put the link for that in the show notes. Oh, these guys actually made a TV show. It's called Dimension 404. It was on Hulu. Uh, yeah, web series, Video Game High School. Video Game High School is an action-slash-comedy web series about best friend, first loves, and landing the, that perfect headshot. Also, in, you with, know, in VGHS, gamer stuff. Gamer stuff. Um, in the, um, for, VGS, for VGHS, they don't use actual guns. They use um, airsoft guns. And one of the characters that I love, his name is The Law. He's completely ridiculous. But I looked up online and I want to eventually get his airsoft loadout, his airsoft loadout that he uses in VGHS. And I want to go out and I want to play airsoft as as The Law. <laughs> Just for fun. <laughs> I mean, like, why not? I'm going to do the the Mandalorian loadout. It's going to be that <laughs> single gun and just a full Mandalorian cosplay. <laughs> it's mostly just an excuse to dress up. <laughs> I mean, Airsoft so is yeah, basically just... So yeah, go check out just, Gamer School. <laughs> go check out Gamer School. Airsoft is basically just a bunch of... Basically just a bunch of... It's LARPing. <laughs> it's a bunch of man children running around with toy guns that's basically what it is it's it's gun larping (laughs) and uh i think that's the show let me let me pull up my list of things that i say at the end of these (laughs) thank you for listening to another episode of bold of you to say if this is your first time here thanks for checking us out check out some more of our episodes and subscribe so you don't miss the next one turn on notifications for new episodes turn on automatic downloads remember to you know like subscribe comment whatever your platform allows uh if you want to help out the show check out our merch page on t public uh and share the show with a friend tweet out our episodes tweet out our clips our clips channel will be linked down below uh leave a comment if you're listening on youtube or uh if you're listening on another platform that allows comments i don't know which ones do 
Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if that's your cup of tea, or leave us a review on Podchaser. That's like an IMDb site for podcasts that helps us out with the uh, algorithm or something. Follow us on social media. Follow me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Follow Jake on Twitter. Follow him on Twitch, twitch.tv slash underscore rivals. He's not currently streaming, but when he is able to, uh, make sure you're following him so you know when he is because you're going to want to be there. It's a good time. And, you know, have a good 9 a.m. through 9 p.m. Get vaxxed. Stay safe out there. Kiss, kiss your wife. Kiss your husband. Uh, kiss your children if they're fine with it. Um, kiss, kiss the mirror. Give yourself a little bit of love. Give, give yourself a little smooch there because you deserve it. And that's a wrap. Well, what the dog doing?